Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) Um, This is my birthday episode. And in case we have already not made it very clear, (laughs) um, my birthday is a big deal to me. Like I celebrate for a week long. Um, I expect everyone to do the same. It's, It's just a whole ordeal. We are recording this a week in advance, earlier than we usually do, Mm -hmm. because we are going out of town. Um, Yes, Sierra is dying over here, y'all. Literally. Really, though. Figuratively. But, like, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I am very fucking pumped about (laughs) getting out of town and going to the mountains, because it is my favorite place to be. Um, But, how are you? It's been a roller coaster of the last week or so yeah yeah um some very low low lows (laughs) yeah some very low lows i would say so uh Mm. when sierra comes home crying um from work i I feel like that's a a low low yeah and i was just like like i was crying at my desk and i was like i can't cry here i need to go home and then like i just was like crying like i wasn't even like thinking of anything specific like why i should be crying i was just like crying it was like emotional like drainage yeah yeah it was just like trying to come out I guess Mm -hmm. so yeah because I just like cried it wasn't like it was just like tears I I completely understand your emotional turmoil seeing you get home every day it's been like oh my god what do I do um I'm not really the best at comforting people y'all so Sierra coming home crying it was just like okay we're gonna be fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you do you want me to cook you dinner? <laughs> it was fine. You did fine. I, I cooked thought. you dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like that's all a girl can do, really. Yeah. Here's food. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. But yeah. So I'm really excited for this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. officially off crutches, and I can go back to work in two weeks. Um. Which I'm very excited about. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's all I have to say for the moment. Okay. I feel like there's probably going to be other shit I have to say that I think (laughs) of later, but Sierra, are you ready to tell me about a case? Because I'm so excited. I hope you're excited at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear Lord. Okay. We'll hear it. It's not like, I just hope it's not a train wreck for everybody. All Um, right. Hello. My name is Emily. I am a train wreck. (laughs) For everybody. Um, okay, so first off, I just want to say that Chloe helped me pick this case out. Our roomie Chloe? Yes. Yeah? That's so, so fun. this case is um, from her hometown. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yep. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, for this case, we're going all the, not as far back as we often go. Yeah. Because we're just going back to 1996. <gasps> 
the year before I was born? Yeah. A dark, dark time. It's like the preparation of Emily Varner was happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> the world was spinning. Yeah. Really, really out of control before I was here. Right. And, and then it just, just like, clusterfucked it over. <laughs> it was like, multiverse, okay. <laughs> we have been watching a lot of Marvel lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some other things that happened in 1996, other than being the year before... Um, Emily was born. <laughs> um, Prince Charles and Diana officially divorced. Oh, damn. Did, okay, I know you don't watch The Crown, but, like, the new season of The Crown is coming out, mm-hmm. and they keep, like, releasing, like, set photos. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. <laughs> the um, Nintendo 64 was available. <gasps> I had one of purchase. those. Did yeah. you have one of those? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My older brother had one. This was in response to the PlayStation, which came out the year before. Yeah, my dad had the PlayStation. My dad's a PlayStation person, mm-hmm. and then I'm just like, whatever the heck, my brothers don't want anymore. I can have. What's free? Yeah, what's free? That's how we got our <laughs> Xbox One. Basically, um, movies such as Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible. <gasps> I love Twister. Did you know that? Uh, no, but it makes sense. I really love I, Twister. I watched Tris- Twister a lot. What I was, was the first one? Um, Independence Day. Independence Day freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last one? Mission Impossible. I don't like any of the Mission Impossible I don't think movies. I've even seen it. I can't stand Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise's face because his teeth do not line up. Like, he has a tooth in the middle of his mm-hmm. face and it really bugs me. Gotcha. Also, he's a Scientologist. And well, there is that. We'll talk about that later. Um, I thought this was really interesting. The BBC trademarked TARDIS. The TARDIS... <gasps> No way. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. So it seems kinda uh kinda weird because it was like it wasn't during an actual like season, right? Because yeah. in nineteen ninety six there wasn't anything actively going on. Um, I don't believe so, but I might be wrong. Yeah, it's because I feel like they already finished like the what would be considered like the original. first gen. Yeah, yeah, the original. And they hadn't started the new yeah. ones yeah. yet. Yeah. Um Actually, so there. When I was reading about that, apparently some like police people or whatever, well, like claimed that they had used it. Oh my god! Of like the picture of the TARDIS. Uh huh. And the court was like, no, bitch, go away. Okay. <laughs> god. Yeah. I love Doctor Who, by the way, in case no one was aware. I'm obsessed with Doctor Who. I used to watch it every time it came on with my stepdad. Like mm-hmm. we would have little like. TV night, me mm-hmm. and my stepdad, and yeah, it was our, it was a shit. I love Doctor Who. Um, so the um the first movie of the Scream series came That's out in true. 1996. Oh my goodness! And um, I read, I don't know how accurate this is, but it said that the usage of caller ID tripled after that movie was. Oh, released. I bet it did. Yeah. So anonymous caller, you're like, uh-huh. yeah. I want to know who's calling me. Yes. So that's why it freaks me out so bad when it pops up unknown caller. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> and last but not least, the dot com era was coming into full swing. True. So. Very interesting. All right. So one thing you, you might know, not I love know. my facts. I know. I love some trivia, y'all. You and Bill both. Oh yeah, Bill. Bill is my stepdad, and um, I think that's where I get it from. Like, oh, really? trivia is like the shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing you, well, obviously you didn't hear about because you were not alive yet. Um, <laughs> I was not. Is one specific house fire that happened in Tabor City, North Carolina. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Can I say her city? Because yeah. then I just saw that yeah. that's where she's from. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Right. Anyways, 
So we're not like giving out a street address. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, she doesn't live there now. So. No. So anyway, no. hometown. All right. So the date is October 19th, um, 1996, obviously. The family is the Henson family. Um, four-year-old Brittany, 17-month-old Joshua, um, their mom, Terry. Um, and then their... I think she's... I'm not Do sure they have the, dogs? No. Okay, thank God. Um, I don't know if they are married at, this t- at the time that this happens. At some point in time, they get married to Rodney... And Terry Strickland. Okay. Um, who was I was a little confused about the whole situation, but that's fine. That's their you do you boo boo their life. So yeah, <laughs> no. All right. So I mean, if we live together for five more years, technically we're common law married. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the night of October nineteenth, Terry's mom. Ooh, it's October. That's spooky season. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought that. It, so, in some of the like news articles, it says in November, mm. and I was like, "Bish, what? What? <laughs> like November and October nineteenth? I mean, they're not really close enough to say be saying so yeah. it's the same thing." Yeah. So then I first, then at first, I thought it was like October thirtieth or mm. like the thirty first. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, it's not. It's October nineteenth, people. All right. <laughs> So, um, earlier that evening, Terry's mom, um, Miss Prince had been over and she was like doing her hair and then, uh, like doing Terry's hair. So Terry was doing her mom's hair. Oh, okay. Using her curling iron and she was having like some troubles with it. But anyways, they got done and, um, when it was time to, for the kids to go to bed, so Brittany and Joshua to go to bed, um, mm-hmm. mom went home and, uh, the dad or Rodney, um, had gone to visit his, like, older son, mm-hmm. um, in Fair Bluff and spent the night there, and so... Oh, Fair Bluff, that's, okay, yeah. cute, okay, cool. So, Terry obviously put Joshua and Brittany to bed upstairs, mm-hmm. they have, like, there's, like, three bedrooms upstairs, and then, um, the living room and stuff is downstairs, so it's, like, two stories. Yeah. And Terry came back down to the living room. Um, her mom had later st- said that she was, like, feeling depressed and had been sleeping, like, on the couch. So, she w- went to sleep uh, around midnight on the couch. She had plugged in the space heater because, like, it was, like, the first, like, really cold night mm-hmm. in, in the fall. Yeah. So, she plugged in this, like, new space heater that she got and um, went to sleep right around midnight. Around 3, probably around, like, 3... 20 or so she probably woke up um because the house of the top upstairs of the house was all on fire so oh my god she would like tried to go up to get to the kids would you rather burn to death or drown <laughs> um i i probably i don't know which I one feel ha- like whichever one happens faster i feel like i would rather Burn to death. I feel like we've had this conversation on here I'm, before. Have we? I feel like we have. I okay. can't remember what happened. <laughs> like, what was the result of it? But I'm getting some deja vu here. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of drowning. I don't like the idea of how much pain you would be in if you were burned to death. But eventually your nerve endings. Eventually, but how long is eventually? I guess it depends on how hot it is I'm going to Google it, you guys. 
let's see. This is a, if you guys listen to this podcast on your way to work, this is a really great way to start off your morning. <laughs> Email me and tell me which way you would rather die. <laughs> Paranormpodcast at gmail.com. Um, time until death if remaining on fire is typically 60 to 90 seconds before loss of consciousness due to asphyxiation. Okay, that wouldn't, I mean, that would be the longest 60 to 90 seconds of your life, but. How long does it take to drown? I'm definitely on a list somewhere, y'all. In ocean water, okay. Drown in ocean water. It only takes around two minutes underwater for an adult to lose consciousness. So that's. That's longer. Yeah. All right. Good morning, (laughs) y'all. All right. Yeah, but anyway, I would definitely feel like I'd rather burn to death. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, so she's like tries to go upstairs to get the kids, um, but she can't because it's already like entirely engulfed in like flames and stuff. Oh my god! So she calls nine one one officially, unofficially at three forty five, three thirty five. Officially, unofficially. I mean, I pulled it off the internet. So. Oh okay. <laughs> I mean, it's the official time that was given, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. And the, the police, a police officer was the first one to arrive. He arrived, said that he arrived about a minute later. Mm. So he must have been, I mean, it's not like a huge place. So no, there is that. So he went in mm-hmm. and to try to go upstairs. She um, had put the space heater like right by the stairs. So she moved that out of the way for him and he tried to go up there, but he couldn't do it like just in his, you know, without any help. Yeah. Um, so um, they had to wait until the firefighters came and could get like their gear on and everything. So they went when they got there, they were able to go up and get um, Brittany and Josh from their rooms. They're already like both in critical condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both tiny children. Yeah. Um. So they immediately took them to the hospital, and uh, originally they didn't think either of them would survive. Mm-hmm. But Brittany was able to pull through. Joshua did not make it. Aww. Yeah. But Terry had said it was even hard to recognize Brittany. She was, like, covered in, like, soot. And so mm-hmm. she, you couldn't really even tell that it was her. Yeah. Um, but she was able to survive um, while little Joshua didn't. That's so sad. So, obviously, it's a fire. So, like, people, there's going to be an investigation. Yeah. What happened um, between the insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. especially since Joshua, little Joshua died. Yeah. It's like they have to yeah. investigate, you know, more for that. So the there was like local law like local investigators and mm-hmm. then investigators from the state bureau of investigation, the which, FBI. Um, it didn't say particularly the FBI. No, SBI. Oh, SBI. Yes. Yes. Sierra does not like the fact that it's SBI in North Carolina. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Like, it should be the North Carolina Bureau of Investigation. That's a lot of letters. And I also don't know... It's only know one more than SBI. North Carolina, that's two more. No, because S is one. You don't... You take out state. Mm, oh, yeah, true. Anyway. North Carolina State Investigation Bureau. Okay, yeah. I don't know. It, it is what it is. I can't... I don't get to change it. I mean, I think that's... I think it also might have to do with, like, conflict of interest for, like, NCIS. Mm. You know? Okay. Because that's a little close. But it's NCBI. Yeah. Well, did you know that there's a whole department just for acronyms? Yes, I did. That's craziness. 
Yeah, well, not really, though. Not really, no. Because there's so many acronyms. There are a lot of acronyms though. in the government. Yeah. Okay, anyway, continue. So the State Bureau of, in- of Investigation and the ATF. Ooh, the ATF. Yes. So, because it's like explosive. Yeah. So, um, they also assisted in the investigation. A little bit of, obviously, all these people are trained in like looking for arson. So they are looking for when they go in. Obviously, they're looking for where it started, what could have ha- what could have started it, mm-hmm. and and then was it arson? Was it accident? Like what happened? Yes. Um. So in the in Joshua's bedroom, which mm-hmm. was the most heavily damaged, so you know that's kind of like where it started. Where it started, yeah. So they um found they believe that it started in the bottom of his closet. What the there, hell? There was like a outlet there. Yeah. Uh, but there was also like linens and like clothes, mm, a lot of stuff that yeah, could catch yeah. on fire. Um, so they believe it started there. And there was like, um, you could tell on the wall it had the V shape where like it burned upwards mm-hmm. and outwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there. I find it very odd that there's an outlet in the closet. Like, you remember that our old house, there was an outlet in my closet, mm-hmm. but that's because it didn't used to be a closet. Right. It used to be a wall. So, I'm not sure. Um, the house was pretty old, so maybe it's a similar situation. Yeah, okay. Where they built a closet around the wall. Mm, yeah. Um, because- Y'all, at our old house, my closet used to be, like, just a regular wall, and they built the closet right over the shag carpeting that was there. They mm-hmm. didn't even pull it up. So, there was, like, nope. blue shag carpeting, about as long as my finger, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> strangest thing because i think later it says that the some of the things in the house were like 50 years old oh so okay. it was probably built in the 40s ish mm-hmm. yeah so it could be that they built the closet yeah around the outlet yeah i can i could see that um so they were like okay well um since it happened in there and there was no like um No thing that obviously, like, started it. Yeah, There was yeah, no, yeah. like, nothing that exploded or um, anything like that. So they're like, well, it seems to us that it could have, it must have been deliberately set. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're thinking it was arson. So they have to um, go and, you know, investigate everybody who was in the house. Yeah. So originally, like, I think the first person they asked was Brittany, just because kids mess with stuff. Yeah, and yeah. You know, accidents happen. Um, so they asked her if she had, like, you know, been playing with anything, what she shouldn't mm-hmm, have. Mm-hmm. Was she, you know, in that room? Because it wasn't even her room that the closet was in. But it was her brother's. It, it was her brother's, and her bedroom was across the hallway. Oh, okay. So it wasn't, like, right next to each other. Mm, yeah. Um, and so, basically, there was, like, a Forensic Files um, episode about this case. Mm. And basically, it just goes... Uh, it just says, um, after talking with her, they were satisfied that she did not start the fire. <laughs> like, they didn't say anything else. Oh. This is all they said. Fun. Um, I love when that happens. And it's very interesting because I was like, how do you interview a four-year-old? I mean, and that like, is a very, very hard thing to do. Right. Like, and, like, not be suggestive I mean, a, or Yeah, yeah. I anything. mean, trying to, like, I'm a, I'm a nanny, so, like, asking a four-year-old a question is hard enough to extract that so like yeah i mean i could not imagine 
Um, so it was, yeah, so it was interesting. So, um, Brittany had, like, has, like, a blog. She's 20-something, 25 or something now. And, um, so she... I'm 24, and she's four, or she was four when that happened. Okay, 30. (laughs) All right, it's somewhere around there. She had posted about it after, it was, like, 2017 or something like that. Mm, Okay. And she was talking about, like... How like how she remembers like after the fire and mm-hmm. and what she was doing and stuff like that. So apparently there was like this room in the hospital. It was mm-hmm. like an art room. Yeah. And so she said that she like pretty much like claimed that as like her like spot like her Aww. safe spot. Yeah. And so she was like she was saying that she didn't really talk to anybody for a long time. I mean I get that. After. Like I mean, kids that experience trauma often do not speak afterwards. Yeah. So I yeah, she totally had reason. Yeah. And yeah. so she was like, how can they say like I told them things when I didn't really talk to anybody? Yeah. She said that she like would communicate like through drawing or something mm. like that. So maybe that. And she saw she said like she knew that blighters were dangerous. Like she there's mm-hmm. no way she would just be playing around with it. Yeah. Um that her mom told her that it was she was it wasn't something that she could play with mm. so she basically said there's no way um and so they said it wasn't Brittany fine okay um so they were looking at Rodney they're like okay you said you were gone was he actually there apparently there are a lot of witnesses to like where he was yeah so they confirmed that his alibi was true yes and so the only other two people that had even been there was Grandma and mom. Mm-hmm. So they ruled out grandma because she went back to her house. Yeah. People yeah. can see, you know. Um, so basically, the only person they had left was Terry, the mom. So they did their, they finished their investigation of the house. Mm-hmm. And they're like, basically. Wait, how do they know Josh didn't start the fire? Um, How old was he? 17 months. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. So probably not. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um. So, basically, they have accident or Terry. Yeah. Um, And, basically, they said, we don't know how the fire started. Oh, my God. So, somebody must have let the fire, like, set it on purpose. Mm, Cute. Like, we don't know why it started. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it must be suspicious. Yeah. Oh, fun. So, this is the roller coaster of Terry's, Terry's, um... Life after the fire, basically. Okay, let me hear it. All right, so basically, there's kind of two things that go into this. One, the investigators, and two, small town. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... My two favorite things. <laughs> um, around this time, Tabor City only had, like, 4,000 people that lived there. <laughs> Jesus fucking um, Christ. Which is way bigger than my small town. Yeah, that's but true. But it's still small. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, as you can imagine, the rumor mill was going mm-hmm. like a thousand miles an hour. I mean, one, it's the South. Two, yeah. it's a small town. Mm-hmm. Oh, and God. the Henson family was not well off or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry was actually, um, a student, a law student. Okay. Um, going back, going to school, going back to school. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Rodney worked in construction. Okay. So they, you know, they were trying to get to a better place but at mm-hmm. the time they were not yeah people don't take kindly to that no they don't um, so they the investigators found um 
it suspicious that Terry had um, three older children who actually ended up getting adopted. Oh. Like, two other people. So, they're like, well, if you, between the rumor mill and the investigators, they're like, that seems like motive to kill your other two. Oh, oh, cute. Oh, fantastic. Like, you couldn't take care of those three. They're, like, basically saying, you're crap. Oh, okay. I forgot I'm wearing makeup, and I want to rub my eyes so bad right now. So, for you guys that are just tuning in, I am adopted. Um, My brother, Grayson, is also adopted. And Sierra's mom's adopted, which is crazy. Um, But the fact that someone can give up their child is one of the most selfless things that a person can do because they know that at that moment in time, they cannot take care of that child. Like, willingly giving Mm -hmm. up your child is something that is, like, very traumatic for you and for the child and it to see in that situation that you are not able to take care of them mm-hmm. is just so selfless and, like, a wonderful act. And I just cannot deal with bitches with that kind of viewpoint. Yeah. Like, I understand the trauma that goes in with adoption because been there, done that, but, like, that yeah. shit pisses me off so bad. Oh. It's like one of my triggers. I'm like, that is such a cop-out. It is. It is a big cop-out. So, yeah, that was not really cool. Um, <laughs> it was not very cool, no. It was not. Um, um, that's Sierra speak for, that's fucked up, y'all. <laughs> Basically. And neighbors would, like, tell police that they, like, thought Terry was acting suspicious. Like, oh my God. what is suspicious? Like, you can't act rationally when your children are burning to death in yeah. the house. And, like, how are you, like, and I'm assuming they said she was acting weird afterwards, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are you? Not like a mother should. Yeah. How are you going to dictate how someone's grief is expressed? Right. Because when I am grieving, one, I don't cry that much. Um, I kind of disassociate from it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would be prime suspect number one, too. <laughs> Um, but like, I just don't understand how people can put themselves in those person's shoes when they are not in that person's shoes. Yeah. That's just so fucked up. Yeah. It's one of those things like you don't know how you would act until it happens. Yeah, exactly. Like you so can, do not dictate mm-hmm. and do not impose what you think should be done yeah. on another person. Yeah. <sighs> so eventually... Terry was arrested, charged with murder of Joshua, attempted murder, and arson. Oh my god, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So, if she was, she was facing the death penalty, basically. Uh, yeah, obviously. So, um, after her arrest, she, uh, her lawyer hired an independent investigator to examine the house and, like, see what they could come up with, uh-huh. like, to fight this. And, basically, the investor investigator just agreed with the government's findings. Are you fucking kidding And me? Tara was like, well, this, like, you're not even going to fight for it. Like, you're yeah. not even going to, you know. So she, um, she was in jail for, I think it was 61 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she was released on bond and um, was under house arrest, like, pending her trial. Okay. Um, so during this time. Where's the little girl? The little girl is in um, Child Protective Services okay. foster home. Okay. Um, which she did not have great things to say about that. Mm, I, I would guess not. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the reality for a lot of people. Yep. Um, so during this time that she was winning trial, 
and was under house arrest. She discovered the internet. Well, she may have known about the internet, but she got a computer. Yeah. And was, like, trying to figure out, you know... She's a law student, so she's like, okay, I can try to see what I can find out Mm -hmm. to help myself. Mm -hmm. Because she knows whether she's innocent or guilty. Yeah. So she can... you know, even if she will, even if she's guilty, she can find stuff to help her case. Mm-hmm. Like, what kinds of things can I use? If yeah. she's innocent, she can like try to find something that she can use for that. Mm-hmm. So, she is looking on the internet and she finds this um, article about um, arson investigation and uh-huh. how um, there is like common like common mistakes. It's basically common mistakes of arson investigators. And addresses, like, biases of yeah. investigators. Yeah. Because they're literally trained in finding arson. Yep. They're not trained in, you know, they are trained in, like, fire stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. just in general, without bias, what does the uh, the evidence tell you about the fire? Yeah. As opposed to, like, where can you find the arson in this situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, she comes across the the guy who wrote the article. But he lives in Australia, so she sends oh, him an email. Oh my god! <laughs> she's like, okay. basically, she's Fucking so late nineties. So, Let's send an so email. So interesting, um, because she was like, I just clicked on the envelope, a white page came up, and I was like, oh, I think I can like send a message, but I don't know how that works. Like, how is he gonna get it? Like, oh is he gonna respond? Oh my god, that's hilarious. You know, so this is the beginning of uh-huh. communication by internet and email. Like, what is that? But, like, really, what is it? Like, I don't understand how the email works. But we'll talk about that later when we're not on the podcast. Because I have questions. Okay. <laughs> it has evolved. Yeah. So, basically, he's like, hey, um, I can't, you know, come and help you because I live in Australia. But I know of an investigator who lives in Texas. So, here's, like, his information. Oh, wow. Um, and you can, you The know. dot com. Yeah. Um, so basically, Do we have an episode called the dot com already? I don't think so. I'm going to check while you're... I'm listening. Okay. Go ahead. So, this person's name is Dr. Gerald Hurst, or he goes by Jerry. Jerry! So, Dr. Jerry Hurst from Austin, Texas, basically told him all of the stuff that she had about the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, investigation stuff, like what she knew, what, she, what happened. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is very interesting. This investigation seems... Incomplete. It seems like there are things that they just dismissed just, as evidence oh, and just yeah. were like, well, we can, we don't know how to explain it, so it must not be important. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So, he decided that after... So, he looked at all the information. He kind of did some investigation of the circumstances surrounding the fire, like before, after, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, some of the things that he learned from just doing investigating outside of just the house itself yeah um he looked at the weather so six weeks before the fire they had there was a hurricane um that came through Mm -hmm. north carolina what hurricane hurricane ida oh yeah (laughs) so that we just had that (laughs) well it happened in 1996 as well um so the hurricane had come by, come through, uh-huh. and Rodney has ac- had actually like reported like there that it seemed like there was some damage mm-hmm. like, from the hurricane to the landlord, but the so the landlord's like sent out a person to mm-hmm. like look at it, 
and see like what they needed to repair. They're like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no damage. Like hard it's eye fine. roll, y'all. Hard <laughs> eye roll because um I love a good landlord, don't we, Sierra? Yeah. It's We've true. been there, done that. Yeah. Um, so they didn't have, they didn't like do any repairs or anything as far as I could find. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Hurst knew about the, the hurricane, found out about the, that Rodney had like said that there was damage, but Mm -hmm. then they didn't say anything about it. And then Terry was like, yeah, like the day of that curling iron I was using, like kept going on and off. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't get it to like stay hot yeah and um and then she was and she remembered I'm not sure at what point but she had remembered that it when she was thinking about what happened and like the chain of events she remembered moving the heater but like it was cold it wasn't hot like she didn't get burned by it Mm. and she had just turned it on not three hours ago and on hot on high yeah so like that should have been warm yeah so, even if it had, like, turned off to, like... It should have still been fucking yeah. warm. So, um, he was like, well, that's interesting. Um, it seems like it should have... If it was cold, it would have turned off at least 30 minutes before you touched it. Yeah. To have cooled down all the way. Mm-hmm. So, something happened where it turned off, like, on its own, even though it should stay on. Yeah. So, he was like, well, all of this together, I feel like I need to come and see the actual house and, mm-hmm. like take samples and do tests and stuff like that. Yeah. So he came to North Carolina with another investigator. Um, his name was Ken Gibson. So they both came and, like, worked together to Ken. investigate. Kim? Ken? Ken and Jerry. Ken and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. No. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like, like Barbie, Ken, and then Jerry from Tom and Jerry just, yeah. like, investigating shit. Hmm, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> the case of the Ken and Jerry. <laughs> or like Ben and Jerry's. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> ben and Jerry had a falling out, so they brought in Ben's brother Ken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, all right. All I'm imagining in my head right now is a fucking Ken doll and a mouse investigating crimes. <laughs> With like a tub of ice cream. <laughs> that's like what that's our reward after they figure yeah. it out. That's at the at the end of every episode. At the end of every just... episode they have ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Trademark. Don't steal our idea. <laughs> Alright. So Terry I watched that show. Terry <laughs> So Terry's on house arrest. Brittany is at the foster care. Um and uh Dr. Hurst and Mr. Gibson come and examine the house. Some things that they find at the house that were overlooked, <laughs> not mentioned, mm, um, deemed cute. deemed un- unnecessary. Yes, yes. Um, for the investigation, um, there was indeed water damage in the attic, mm-hmm. um, and they found that the the insulation that was used in the attic was made of like ground up newspapers. <laughs> You're, are you fucking kidding me? So the newspapers, the newspaper had been, it's like, I guess it's like ground up, kind of like when you make your own paper, uh-huh. like that. But then it has like a chemical fire retardant mm. thing that they put over it on, like coated in basically. Mm-hmm. But the water had yeah. washed off yeah. the chemical from the newspaper. Uh-huh. So 
non-fire retardant newspaper is very flammable. Yeah. Okay. So we have that in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the um, investigators had noted that there was, like, a melted wire in the top of the um, closet. Uh-huh. But they're like, that's just melted from the fire. Like, Oh, my God. It is what it is. And, it is what it is. And so... Um, because the, the Dr. Hurst knew that there was water damage, you can, they can like look at the boards and stuff that were there, the boards that were there. And you can see like where the, um, wire had already been exposed Mm, beforehand. So the wire is running electricity Mm -hmm. and then the, gosh dang it, the water, the wire is running electricity and then. The water gets on to the wire, the exposed wire, uh-huh. and it creates um, a carbon track okay. on the wood yeah. below it. Yeah. So the wood itself doesn't conduct electricity, so yeah. even the exposed wire on the wood would be fine, like it wasn't caused yeah. Yeah. anything crazy to happen. But with the water, it causes the carbon to collect on the wood, mm-hmm. and then the electricity... And the carbon, the carbon conducts electricity. Yes. So that causes a problem. Okay. So that was a situation there. So they could tell that it had already been exposed to the elements, mm-hmm. even though it was, you know, it wasn't supposed to, obviously. So they knew about the wire. And then they also knew that something had happened with the heater, like to make it go off. Yes. So they went to the fuse box and they saw that, um, there was one fuse that had blown, and it the wire was rated for 15 amps, but the fuse was for 30 amps. Oh, my God. So, it was allowing twice as much electricity to flow through it yeah. as it was rated for. Oh, my God. So, like, lots of things are combining. Yeah. Um, so, the already exposed brittle wire from the water mm-hmm. um, is running more current through it than it should be. Yeah. And this can cause problems it can cause the wires to snap it can cause you know that kind of stuff if it's like in two pieces then the electricity will jump from one to the next uh-huh. and that allows the electricity to kind of go a little bit awry wherever it can conduct holy shit electricity to so instead of like going this straight this is like the most in-depth thing that we've ever done like i don't even go in this much <laughs> most much in depth this is crazy so um instead of the electricity passing like through the wire like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. it passes through the wire to the carbon mm-hmm. and creates, like, a spark because you have, like, just electricity yeah, yeah. in there. Yeah. With nowhere to actually, like, keep it contained. Honestly, I feel like if anybody else tried to explain this to me, I'd be sitting there looking like they're an idiot. But, like, I totally understand this right now. Sierra's a teacher now, by the way, y'all. Oh, my God, we yeah, didn't we, say that. Yeah, we did, we did? last time. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Look at you and your teaching skills. (laughs) All right. So between everything, basically, the amount of electricity that's supposed to be going through the wire, the space heater was the first time she'd ever used a space heater. And Mm. it was plugged into the outlet that's um, um, supplied electricity through this broken wire, Mm -hmm. through the the bad fuse. Yeah. And um, the space heater pulls a lot of electricity. So it's like pulling everything through there, trying to run it. And it ends up like between the wire and the carbon and all the electricity. Yeah. Creates a spark, lights the 
newspaper. Mm-hmm. The non-flame retardant newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Or fire retardant newspaper on yeah. fire, obviously. Okay, and so the board where the wire is is in the closet. So it burns through that first, mm-hmm. and then that part of the ceiling falls through into the closet. Oh, my God. So that's where you get, like, the fire going up yeah. the closet because yeah. all that stuff falls down. It brings the fire with it, and then the fire gets more different oxygen, yeah. more oxygen. Yeah. So then it expands and goes up and outward, creates your V inside the closet, oh. and then spreads through the attic, you know, as, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that. So, basically, um, we now know, due to this investigation and taking, like, all the, all, all the little components and put them together that the fire was obviously not deliberately set. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Hurst gave his conclusions to the district attorney who's hired a different investigator to confirm yeah. um, what they had concluded. Yeah. And eventually the charges were dropped from Terry. Oh my Terry. goodness. Okay. Um, so she wasn't, I would she didn't go to trial or anything. the goddamn landlord. Um, yeah, that happened. Okay. Okay. Um, so after, obviously, you know, even though she was not, and it didn't end up being actually charged or go to trial. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't like recover from something like that. Yeah. Plus like you lost your kid. So you're still yeah. like trying to adjust um, yeah. to life without them. Yes. Um, and you didn't even have like your daughter there with you. Through oh, this whole my thing. Oh, God, that's heartbreaking. So, obviously, their lives completely changed because of the trauma of, for Brittany, like, the trauma of actually going through the fire. Yeah. And then the trauma of, like, not having the one person that you know yeah. be with you mm-hmm. because you're in other, with other families. Yeah. And um, that, that situation was obviously not good. It hardly ever is, I feel like. I mean, or maybe you just hear all the bad stories, but, like, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of bad stories, which is very unfortunate. Um, So, and um, Brady also posted that, like, her mom was really never the same. Um, Obviously, she lost a child, and then she had to be dragged through the mud for all the stuff that she didn't end up doing. Yeah. Um, And she had, like, other health problems and stuff later on in life. Um, And she... uh, Ended up passing away, and she was only, like, 49. Oh. Um, so, she passed away in 2013. So, she had actually filed a suit um, against the landlord mm. and, like, the local, like, the district. I don't remember from government class what the, like, levels are, but I know there's, like, district court, and there's other, like, levels of it, but it had um, not been successful, like, at district court. So Terry had filed the the original um, claim like against the landlords. Okay. But yes. the grandma ended up taking over that appeal mm-hmm. process, and in two thousand. Okay. So four years after the fire, mm-hmm. um, the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled in their favor. And Terry's in, mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Brittany. It's basically for Brittany and Josh. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, their favor, um, because the landlords were told about the damage, mm. and they failed to 
like identify even if like somebody said like oh there's nothing wrong with it it's still their responsibility yeah um because that's you know because that's their property yeah so they didn't like you know tell them that there was anything wrong with it uh-huh. um whether they knew or didn't or should have known mm-hmm. they're responsible to for the property so they did they did eventually win that suit for Brittany and Josh Okay, good. So the estate of Josh and then Brittany. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's pretty much it. (laughs) That's a lot. Like, oh my God, that's so fucked up. Holy shit. I would be so mad. And like, like, how do you, oh God, don't have words. Now I know how you feel. (laughs) Oh my God, that's fucking insane, man. What a ride. Yeah. So... That's so sad. I think, like, arson invest... Like, fire investigation... I think it's very hard because, like, with firefighters, they just come in the scene. Like, their one and only job is to put out the fire. Right. and Not preserve the scene. Yeah, exactly. So, basically, it's just, like, disturbing the entire crime scene by, like, trying to save people and, you know, their house or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I can't imagine... I mean... So, I feel like fire investigation, arson investigation, like, how new is it? I was going to look it up and, like, you know, how new is, like, some of the newer techniques or the newer information, the mm, newer, like, yeah. Um, now we know more about, like, the chemistry of fire. Because, obviously, oxygen, fuel, like, has to go together mm-hmm. um, and how that kind of works. But I feel like in... I feel like it's more of a newer pseudoscience kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as, like, accurate information on how things actually work. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can't just, like, set buildings on fire for research. I mean, yeah, you can. <laughs> I know they build, like, they build, like... Or, like, they buy, like, um, condemned properties condemned and do properties. it that way. Or, like, you can donate your house to the fire department. Um, right, but, like, how new is that? Have they been doing, like, how oh, long yeah. have they been doing oh, it? Oh, okay, I get you that. You know, that like, yeah, yeah. N- now they're doing it. Yeah. But, like, in 1996, yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. how common was that? Mm-hmm. I get and that. And then I know they have, you know, they have, like, whole academies now. Uh-huh. And, every, you know, volunteer fire departments versus, like, paid fire departments. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, a lot of that stuff used to just be volunteer. Like, whoever can come help and is available when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's evolved a lot. Um, professionally, yeah, probably since nineteen seven before nineteen ninety six, but since then, yeah, as well, yeah. So, I'm hoping that they know a little bit more mm-hmm. than they did in nineteen ninety six. Well, you've got me on to something now. Um, I, I have a spiel. Okay. Uh, so, the, speaking of the state of our foster care system, mm-hmm. um, you you know how I am about this thing and about this topic, yeah. uh, because that could have been me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are currently over 400,000 children in foster care. Um, I feel like we need to maybe add some things to the, the blog and resources, like okay. what you guys could possibly do. Um, I have always been like a, a huge talker about mm-hmm. the fact that the foster care system needs to change it's it's one it's trauma inducing to um the amount of people that are in it that don't need to be in it 
Um, so yeah, I just, I feel like it's something that people need to think about more. Like in North Carolina alone, I think it's like 17,000 children are in the foster care system, which is a shit ton of children. Yeah. Um, I think like, and not to get on like a taboo topic, but like abortion and all that plays into it. Like people's decision oh, oh, 100%. to like, to yeah. do, to have an abortion Yeah. because they know like, if they're not going to be able to take care of them, they're not going to want them to be in the foster care. Yeah. Because, like, the stories of, like, yeah. how bad it is or, you know, how much more trauma are they going to get in foster care yeah. than they would. That's why I don't understand people who are like, I'm pro-life, and there's literally over 400,000 children sitting in foster care. So if you make that woman carry her baby, are you going to take care of it? Are you going to pay for all of its meals? Right. Are you going to pay for all of its like its medical bills? Are you going to pay like how are you going to dictate that? And how, why do you get to? Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very very I think I do think like on the social side, like as far as foster care, people don't understand like they just either choose not to mostly probably choose not yeah, to yeah. or they're just they're very ignorant of what that even looks like. Yes. Yeah. So they don't understand like why it would be a problem. Oh, well we have the foster care system. Mhm. Like yes, but like that thing it hasn't is been overwhelmed re- like that thing hasn't belief. been reformed in ever. Yeah. So it's just it, it's a lot. It's a lot and it it mm-hmm. It messes with my head sometimes. Yeah. So, um, but thank you. <laughs> this was a good episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was really. Thank you, Chloe, for the suggestion. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Both roomies coming through <laughs> with the case from a birthday. Um, no, it was really, really interesting. I'm so glad she did not actually go to prison for it. Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. God. She, she was just in jail until she got bonded, and then she was Yeah, thank goodness. Holy shit, man. What a case. Yeah, because, like, can you imagine if she went to jail, mm-hmm. and, like, the people were like, you killed your own kid. Yeah. Like, that never goes well for yeah, people. And no. then she didn't actually kill him. Yeah. Like, she could be dead. Like, oh, she could have mm-hmm. died while She could have completed suicide because mm-hmm. of, like, all of the scrutiny and everything. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. So... Okay, guys. Well, I hope you have an amazing week. Um, I'm going to have an amazing week because it's my birthday week. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I hope you guys celebrate something like maybe you see a pretty flower and you celebrate that. I found a leaf on the ground the other day and I brought it home just to show Sierra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it still on the fridge? Um, No, it's in my bedroom now Okay. Um, because it curled up. Oh, yeah. uh, Okay. But yeah, so uh, find something little to be happy about or major and whatever it is, send us an email. And that begins my spiel about plugging all the things. If you want to send us an email, it's paranormpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Paranorm Podcast. You mm-hmm. can DM us on there um, just to let you know. I hardly ever check it because all we get is like um, a whole bunch of dudes mad at us. Um, we got we got better things to do with our time than that. We do, and one of them is celebrate my birthday week because <laughs> it's my birthday week. Sierra, okay, so I already got my first three presents. One was cheesecake, which, mm-hmm. hot damn, it was good. <laughs> Two, it was a knife shop or sharpener for my. I have ceramic knives, mm-hmm. and because I'm a fancy bitch, and. <laughs> 
Um, they're wonderful. So Sierra got this very special um, knife sharpener. Um, and then three, I have been bitching because I wanted a speaker. Um, like just like a regular speaker because we have Google. Um, but she doesn't really do all of that well. Mm-hmm. And I can't really take her to my room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I have a speaker and I feel like I'm very powerful now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Instagram, Facebook, Paranormal Podcast. Um, what else is there? Patreon. If you would like to become a patron, it's Paranormal Podcast on there too. Um, and there are many different tiers on there. Of any, like, I think there's three. There's mm-hmm, three different tiers so. on there with all sorts of fun um, exclusive content, including getting the episodes a day early. So go on there, check it out. Um, you can also go to our blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and each week we post like pictures um, on there and like what the episode's about. And obviously our wonderful sources because site <laughs> your sources host. <laughs> um, there's also like a little contact thing on there too, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. I made it and I'm asking Sierra, like there's one on there. <laughs> yeah. Just like a little contact us. Like. Yeah. Paranormalpodcast.com. Um, and then if you would like to send us snail mail because snail mail, it makes me so happy. Um, Sierra it really does. She's not just saying I'm, not, I'm really not like, I really love mail. Like I go check our mailbox way too much. Like our <laughs> regular everyday house mailbox, mm-hmm. I check. And then the PO box Sierra checks cause she works right by it. But, um, Sierra, what's the address? <laughs> <laughs> so Paranormal podcast, PO box one, four, one, six Monroe, North Carolina, two, eight, one, one, one. That's three ones, bitches. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like that's all I have for you guys, at least for right now. For right now. Um, I have a new candle that my mother got me, and it's called Smell My Nuts. Um, it smells like banana nut bread. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> we're, we're, it's lit right now. Um, it's, I mean, it is lit right now, but it's like <laughs> the candle is lit right now. Um, it smells very good. It smells very folly. I've already decorated for Halloween mm-hmm. because I have no chill. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like that's it. Okay. Goodbye guys. Happy birthday to me. I hope you have a good week. I'm going to put that out there for future Emily when I listen to this again. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Not conceited at all. Anyway. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.